RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christi. The Gift of a Gratitude Adjustment by Carrie Rivard. I never met a bitter person who was thankful, or a thankful person who was bitter. Nick Vujicic. Gratitude is not just a polite obligation ingrained into us by our parents as we learn our manners. It's a powerful and transformative gift from God, an attitude adjustment we all need multiple times daily. Focusing on what we can be grateful for in any situation lets us experience our daily reality in a different way. It's like going from treading water in the ocean waves to scuba diving below the surface and discovering a world of beauty that exists all around us, just out of sight. When we are grateful, we see more deeply into our lives, the world around us, and other people's hearts, getting past the superficial and circumstantial. We discover hidden treasures that only gratitude can dig up. Here are five of them. 1. Something in us changes when we are grateful. A sense of gratitude, especially gratitude to God, gives us a peace and contentment that shifts our perspective on our lives. Gratitude is a powerful cure for when you're irritated with someone or in a bad mood. Reframing our mindset to focus on what we are grateful for in the situation lifts our perspective and attitude. It calms us and helps us see things and people in a more positive light. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. 2. Being grateful implies an essential truth. I am not alone. To be grateful means I am grateful to someone else, someone who has impacted me with goodness. I am connected to God and others, and I know it deep inside, no matter how alone I may feel in my daily circumstances. To be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything He has given us, and He has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of His love. Every moment of existence is a grace, for it brings with it immense graces from Him. Thomas Merton 3. I am grateful for what I am given, not for something I have accomplished. Gratitude shows me that I need the help of God and others. I am not self-sufficient, no matter how I may be tempted by pride to see myself as the author of all the good that is in my life or as the sole accomplisher of all my achievements. Gratitude gently reminds my heart that this is not true and that I am loved for who I am, not for what I do. If only everyone weak and imperfect like me felt as I do, no one would despair of reaching the heights of love, for Jesus does not ask for glorious deeds. He asks only for self-surrender and for gratitude. St. Therese of Lisieux 4. Being grateful means I am free. I am free to be thankful and to see the good around me regardless of any other circumstances in my life. Nothing can stop gratitude. It's a prayer that breaks chains and allows us to lift our hearts to God no matter what situation we find ourselves in, joyful or sorrowful. 
Gratitude raises us above current events to be more present to the giver of all gifts. Gratitude as a discipline involves a conscious choice. I can be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are still steeped in hurt and resentment. It is amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of a complaint. Henri Nguyen 5. Being grateful builds hope in us. Taking a break for a gratitude adjustment during my day often brings a smile to my face, if not always to my face, then at least to my heart. And the smile is the promise of hope. I am loved by God, who reaches into me, into my life, into the world around me, and makes all things work for good. And I can confidently trust that He isn't going to stop doing that. Remember the past with gratitude. Live the present with enthusiasm. Look forward to the future with confidence. Pope St. John Paul II A Seeming Contradiction by Nicole Buckholtz There is nothing as hard as getting bad news close to the holidays. In the United States, we just celebrated the holiday of Thanksgiving. The daily readings, however, are all about the end times. Yet the psalm is joyful and invites us to joy in Thanksgiving. It seems to be a contradiction. When I was reading both the first reading and the gospel for today, I was reminded of a book I haven't read in years. It is the last book in the Chronicles of Narnia series, The Last Battle, by C.S. Lewis. I don't think I read it as a child, but I did read it as an adult, and I'm grateful for that. I'm not sure I would have liked it as a child. Spoiler, everyone dies. The Last Battle Throughout this last adventure in Narnia, a small group of six heroes tries to save Narnia from a large group of enemies who use lies and manipulation to set up a false Aslan, a false savior. It culminates in a battle that seems hopeless and, in fact, externally, it is hopeless. Along the journey, the six and those whom they encounter continually wonder why the real Aslan doesn't come to clear everything up and save them. The heroes try to save the manipulated members of the kingdom of Narnia, but most turn on them, and in the end, one by one, each hero is slain or thrown into a shed from which no one returns. One would think that to be the end of the story, but it is not. The last chapters of the book are a beautiful allegory of heaven. Once the last hero sacrifices himself by pulling the enemy leader into the shed with him, he discovers himself in a place of beauty and light, his kingdom as it would be at its best. And he finds himself and his friends there, also at their best. They all discover that they are saved from the enemy in a way they could have never imagined. Their greatest danger, death, that they had fought valiantly and courageously to avoid, became their salvation. Faith, Hope, and Love what I enjoyed about this last book is the portrayal of the struggle of each character to hold on to their faith, hope, and love. Through every trial they face, every strategy counteracted by an enemy, every logical hope being destroyed, they persevere and discover in the end that all their faith in what seemed like an absent savior, every hope of being finally saved, every friendship lost, 
are all restored in the end. It is not a typical fairy tale ending, where everyone lives happily ever after in this life. The realism of death is striking. However, the portrayal of life after death is quite eloquent and true. Jesus said to his disciples in the Gospel, But when these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Luke chapter 21, verse 28. Hold on to your faith, hope, and love. Our God is faithful, and we are His. As the responsorial psalm reminds us, Blessed are they who are called to the wedding feast of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 19, verse 9. The wedding feast of heaven is what we are looking toward. He calls us all to come and rejoice with Him there. An Attitude of Gratitude Dear friends in Christ, Thanksgiving is just behind us in the United States, and this year it coincided with the last liturgical week in ordinary time. It was a perfect opportunity to reflect on all of the Lord's blessings over the liturgical year in order to help us either fortify or regain an attitude of gratitude and get ready to start Advent. Sometimes, we can fall into the trap of focusing on the ingratitude we've been shown, and that can be toxic. We've all taken stock once in a while of the gratitude we've received, but how many times do we take stock of the gratitude we've shown? Here are two simple tests. First, do a search in your email to see how many instances of the word thank that you find in your inbox and how many you find in your sent items folder. Second, Make a tally of how many times in a day you've heard or said thank you. The gratitude we've been shown helps us to foster the gratitude we should show. The first Thanksgiving for the harvest in the United States is believed to have been celebrated by the pilgrims and Native Americans in 1621. But as believers, we have been gathering to give thanks for millennia. The word Eucharist, in its original Greek, literally means thanksgiving. Every celebration of the Eucharist is an act of thanksgiving, which is why it's so appropriate that in the United States, liturgical prayers have been composed for Thanksgiving Day. Just as family gathers together on Thanksgiving Day to share a meal in thanks for the gift of each other, the family of faith gathered in liturgical celebrations throughout the world to thank the Father for His countless gifts of love and infinite goodness. And many Catholics celebrated Thanksgiving this year attending Mass in addition to all their other family festivities. An attitude of gratitude shapes the way we see and face everything, good and bad, in life. Hopefully, this Thanksgiving we were able not just to focus on football, food, or bargain basement prices, but on the gift of the faith and the gift of God's love. God bless you, and with gratitude, Father Nicola Durpich, L.C. Author Maximizing the Mass. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.